1: Cat, and I became He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe.
2: The Star Joe's Podcast, episode 268, After Action Report. I'm your host, Ryan, and welcome back, everyone. Uh, yeah, so uh, before we get into the meat of this episode and introduce our guests here, I have a couple updates to, to kind of give out for the last episode because this episode's coming out pretty quick off the previous one. Um, that last episode was supposed to come out a couple weeks ago. Problem was, uh, after I went to the fan expo convention, uh, I got sick. It was thankfully not COVID. Uh, I did test myself multiple times, but, uh, I got a cold cause obviously I haven't been around a whole lot of people for a couple years. And b- my body's immune system said, yeah, we're not ready for thousands and thousands of people. Uh, <laughs> so I did get a really bad cold, which did cause me to not be able to even do any editing or work on anything. So, um, so the reason I mention it only is because I know in that episode, uh, Grubb, who was on there with us, he said that he was going to be at the one, uh, uh, show and he was going to be in his 501st that weekend and I was planning on getting it out and, you know, then the cold happened like literally the next day after we recorded is when I got hit with the cold. So, um, also, uh, just a clarification, cause I'm sure people were shouting in their, at their whatever they listen to their phones or whatever. Um, uh, and I knew this in the episode and I don't know why I didn't say it, but yes, Shazam came out after Superman, but only about one year after Superman. So, uh, so our guests here, uh, uh, they don't know the context of it was, uh, I had somebody at fan expo who said that, uh, that miracle man, the character miracle man from the comics, uh, uh had uh stuff about him stolen by Shazam. And I was like, wait, Shazam came out in like the 30s. <laughs> There's no way Miracle Man <laughs> had stuff stolen from him by Shazam. Um And then we started talking about how, like, yeah, he was like around the same time as Superman or maybe even before. And I was like, yeah. And then I realized, no, Superman was the first superhero. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not possible. So, Superman was 1938, Shazam. Uh, who was known as Captain Marvel for a very long time, uh, was uh, 1939. So just wanted to give that clarification. With all that being said, uh, it is long past due for me to introduce our guests here. You guys heard uh, them back in episode, I believe it was 248. I did take a screen capture to make sure that was the episode. Uh, yep, 248. Uh, they were on here to talk about the After Action Report Volume 1. Uh, they are back to talk about after Action Report Volume Two. Uh, I guess it's Volume Two. Anyways, I'll have them clarify that for me. Uh, but I'm so happy to have back uh, Josh and Roger. Welcome back to uh, Star Joe's.
0: Thanks for having us. Yeah. And yes, Volume yeah. Two. It's a big okay. is Volume
2: Two. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if you guys were officially calling it Volume Two or if there was some other name after that and everything else. But
0: the, the full name is After Action Report gi Joe comic guide devils do era 2001 to 2008 plus more <laughs> there
2: you go <laughs> and that's why i have you on so that yes. i don't have to say that long title <laughs> exactly but in short
0: is volume two yes
2: <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah it is um i have to tell you guys so we talked about the first volume when, uh, when I had you guys on and everything else and I saw sample pages and things like that. You guys had it on the Kickstarter and everything like that. Yeah. I, and I mentioned this to Josh before we started. I had no idea. And I will honestly say we didn't do it justice enough <laughs> until I got this thing in my hands yeah. because you guys packed. So much information in this thing, and I do have it here in my hands. You guys can't see because you're just listening, but I I did show them. i got it right here in my hands, Um, and it sits right on my shelf very close to me. Um, Excellent. There is a lot of information in this thing, It is, and it's very easy to read. It's very easy to find information, but, like, I just didn't realize how much you guys put in here. Like, this is very definitively, I know I said it in the episode, but I didn't really know until I had it in my hand. This is <laughs> you very. You were
0: pretending to know.
2: Right, right. Because <laughs> <'cause laughs> now I know, <laughs> and knowing is half the battle, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this was, like, this truly is something that if you are a fan of G.I. Joe Comics, you need to own this. And I don't say that lightly. Um, it's just, it's. Jam packed with like, I'll let you guys talk about it because I'm. I heard from Josh like he's like, oh yeah, that's one of the things we were we we hear quite often. So, yeah. like, is is that the reaction you guys get from a lot of people?
0: Yeah, I'd say so. Um, people, well, it's 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 not a book that really existed before. It's not yeah. a uh, concept that really existed. You get like, uh, you get an X Men guidebook that covers the story. Uh, yeah. of you know the f- 60 years of history of story right. but it doesn't go into the uh, minutia of the the variants of each comic it doesn't cover each comic it's just the broad strokes right this is specifically about the artifact itself about the book itself yeah a- about how how the details change from variant variation to variation yeah why they change um, why they exist why a third print exists for any given book yep. why a, why new standard variations exist why canadian variants exist that's what we wanted to get into and uh, we wanted to make sure people knew what was out there
2: yeah and just to give an example i just flipped open to a page and it's it's easy to to do that with this where you just like open a page and you're like oh there's some something i didn't know before yeah. Um, so I just opened up to Marvel era, you know, it just says Marvel era at the top, 1982 to 96. Tales of G.I. Joe was the next reprint series to hit the market. The series ran for 15 issues from January 1988 through March 8, 1989. Each issue was straight comic-sized reprint, but it was published on high-quality Baxter paper and sold for the, for the same $1.50 cover price as G.I. Joe magazine. It was released in both direct market and new stand editions. Like... That was just a little paragraph of information <laughs> on, there's a lot more on that page. Yes. <laughs> um, and then you would have whole pages of like interviews or you'd have whole pages of like, like I just opened up another thing, GI Joe in the UK. So you'd have a whole thing about GI Joe in the UK and, and, yeah. and that's on top of, so to your point, that's on top of, the details about each issue. So like you're talking about with the, the reprints and how to notice if, if there's a second or third printing or things like that, like the little things to look for and everything. So
0: one of the reasons I wanted to write this book is I can't tell you how often I've been scrolling through Facebook and I see, you know, random G.I. Joe issue of 48 or something. Yeah. Hey, guys, it's got a black Spider-Man on it. Why is that? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's got a barcode on it. I, I, is it more valuable than a, than a web ed Spidey? What's going on here? Yeah. So, you know, it's such straightforward knowledge, yet it's not common knowledge. Yeah. And we wanted to put that into an easy to to digest form.
2: Yeah. And you have like, uh, I just opened up near the back and you, you have the after action, Report field manual where it's going over that exact thing that you were just mentioning with with the Spider Man in the corner or the barcode or the black Spider Man like it shows every single thing that would have been on the that corner area of the cover so and that was one of the last things we added (laughs) yeah
1: it's the same spot the UPC code is so you know whether it's direct market or newsstand which is a huge difference and people are discovering that as collectors now are like this is what you know what I mean? I don't want like my collection to be a mix of them. I want all newsstand or I want all direct market. Absolutely. So we were, it was a very conscious decision when Roger came to me about this because like I had, we both have been collecting that way for a long time. Like I, ha- I probably had my newsstand collection, I don't know, 2012, 2012. 20- Fourteen or something like that, so I was able to just pick those all up for like nothing. Now they're all hundred dollar comics.
2: Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we're, definitely seeing, we're definitely seeing we're definitely seeing that happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so this it's, is it's, it's also depends. a nice size book too. That's the other thing I like is that it's like a magazine size yeah. book. So it's this uh-huh. isn't like you know a, a small book at, by any means, but at the same time, it's still manageable. It's not over, you know, yeah. it's not crazy oversized. Like you can still toss this into a bag and take it with you to a convention, but still open it up and be able to find the information you're looking for.
0: Yeah, and there were two reasons for the size. One, pure economics. That's an easy-to-print size. You don't have to, like, trim it down or anything, so you're not wasting money. Two, we very seriously considered comic book size, Mm -hmm. but that's, like, 10%, 15% smaller. Yeah. And all all that information would have been smaller. Right. All those comic pages would have been smaller.
2: And that's the thing is it is easy. Like I think I mentioned it earlier. It is easy to read. Like when you open the open a page and, and I think this is what kind of happens when someone was looking at the Kickstarter. I know it was it was for me like I was interested in the material and everything else. But when I would look at the sample pages, I'm like, wow, this is a bit overwhelming. There's a lot here. But when you actually have the book in your hands, it's not overwhelming. It's it makes sense when you open it up and look at that page. And it's easy to follow along and figure out what you're looking for.
0: Absolutely. I'm glad to hear that from people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any <Anything>,
1: people, tell me. <laughs> Everybody should say thank you to Roger because it's all his design. Like, and, thank you know, Roger. like this, the, he did all that. Uh, um, And so basically when he came to me in 2020, he, he said, he, and I always paraphrase this differently, he goes, you want to do a project that will take a year? <laughs> right, and I was like, "Yeah, what is it?" He goes, "I want to do a GI Joe comic book guide." So, ironically, it was in hand a, a little more than a year later. But like, so like to kind of recap what happened from the last time we were on Star Joe's. So that was the middle of the of the um Kickstarter campaign, and we were very close to being funded. So for the, the uh, we, 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 the Kickstarter ran from the beginning of Joe Fest, which was September 2020, till about October. I don't 10th or something around there. And we ended up being 160%. We had 168 backers and we were about $4,000 over our goal. And, but when we started and we we had no idea if anybody wanted this book, right? I mean, like I said, it's a crazy concept and we had built a lot of the the design and, and we had built a couple pages and we knew like the future, like the different volumes that we would do and how we would break it up and all that stuff. But we didn't, and we knew what would go in each one because, you know, it's pretty easy to figure out what's between 1982 and 1996. And the reason we did 1996 is because it included the G.I. Joe Extreme, which ended in 96.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. We ended up, you know, some people were like, well, but it ended in 94. I was like, yes, Real American Hero did, but Extreme is in there. And so then, you know, it was a clear gap To go to 2001, which is volume two. Right. So basically what happened then is so the book got funded and then we were like, okay, we got to make this. So we spent all of 2020. Getting, getting the pages that you we just were talking about, right? Getting that all made, figuring out, you know, Roger and I are on Facebook pretty much like 18 hours a day, probably going back and forth. <laughs> like, this go ahead, that go ahead. Like, what's this here or go to Dropbox or Google Drive or, or <laughs> any one of these things, emails that we all got this stuff going back and forth between the two of us regarding what's going in, how's it going in. And it's and, you know, and at first, you know, like we, you know, just like any, pair of people working together you have to find out how to work together and we definitely had that problems but we solved them and sorted out and so now it's like a smooth operating machine so then what happened is we got the book done um in april of 2021 and we ran into two problems the first problem was the interviews that we did with like with the creators took way way longer than we thought, not only in just terms of scheduling to get them, because we interviewed Larry Hammer, Rick Parker, Rod Wiggum, and then Kirk, and did the uh, intro. But so they, they were done over Skype, and so then you get translated into words, and when you try to condense like 50 pages into three, it was like throwing, you know, 10 <laughs> pounds of words into a two pound bag. Yeah. Uh, so, that just took a lot longer than we expected. So this time around for volume two, we were very much like, okay, we're going to be ahead of the game and we are ahead of the game with those yeah. interviews and everything like that. Um, awesome. And so that was a huge lesson learned. And then the second lesson learned was um, when we first made the book, we didn't account for the binding. So like when you look at the binding, there's a fair amount of binding to make it stronger. But so that we had these formatting issues that we had to deal with in order to get the, it right, because the binding took yep. up more space than we had put on the page, so it gotcha. was like the little the little glue binding, yep. and Roger had to like just do some magic over there. I just was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so Roger pulled off some magic. It took about, I think it took about three weeks. It delayed it about three weeks yeah. to sort it out. And again, that's like rookie, rookie bookmaker. You know what I mean? Like, well, and you know, speaking
2: of someone who is going through stuff like that himself with, with my own comic stuff, like I planned for with issue two, I knew that it was delays with my printer and everything else and the company I wanted to use because of the quality and everything else. And I planned out for three months, uh, to be at the printer. It was going to take that long. And then when I submitted it, they're like, uh, surprise, it's going to take four months. And I'm like, I planned for three. Now it's going to be four. So you just, it's one of those things you just have to let your backers know. And you're like, here's what we ran into and here's what we're going to do. And, and yeah, like to your point for your guys book, it's going to be three weeks late. I'll wait three weeks for a really good quality product. So it was, it was worth the wait.
0: Very much so.
1: Yeah. So, so then, then we got the printer solved. We got the interviews done. We got the printer solved. And at this point now, that's like, probably three months of delay as we kept like, all right, let's put more in the book. <laughs> you know what I mean? Cause like, yeah. like oh, we could fix this a little bit here and there. So finally the printer prints it, sits, sends it on the boat. It gets stuck in the port, uh, yep. that <laughs> on a boat for three weeks.
2: Yep. Been there.
1: <laughs> when is it? Off the boat? You know, and then of course it came across the country over to, to uh, Roger's store Atomic Age Artifacts over there in uh, Wildwood. And then I ended up being like, oh, you know what? This is my first book I ever made. I'm going to drive over there. So I drove across from Utah where I live in and, and and we ended up there and we put all the books together and we mailed them out together and everything like that. And by that time, it was September of 2021 and it had been exactly almost a year since the Kickstarter ended. Oh wow. yeah. And at that point, Roger. And I day, were, okay. Well, this is very successful. Yeah. 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 The day that it so arrived at my doorstep
0: was one year and like a week from the day we announced it at Joe Fest. Oh wow. Yeah.
1: So, so basically, then at that point we had already been talking because we were just waiting for the book. All right. What are we going to do for volume two? Right. And so that's when we go you know, got all we figured out what, like what we're going to put in it and you know like like basically the kind of the way it works is. Between me and Roger, and this is now, like I said, we're a pretty smooth oiled machine. Is like we kind of talk about certain things, but ultimately he makes the design. He's like, "Here's the book," and then so he he's pasted up, and I'm copy boy. So I, I I scan all my comics and put them in, and I just copy and paste it into the there, and you know, do a summary or something like that for all those entries. So it's kind of like you know, like this, you know, he he, he gets it all set up, and then I just plug it in. Um, you know, I mean, I, I did write a few of the articles and he wrote a couple of articles and, you know, I ended up being the one who was like, all right, I got to suck it up and figure out how to do these interviews and get <laughs> the into the, the three pages and learn all the tricks to make the the fonts bigger, smaller, line spacing like this. It was ridiculous. But now I'm a, I'm really good at it. Um, so I could do it pretty quickly. Um, but so then, you know, like that's when we, we started in volume two in probably like. You know, September, October, 2021. Before the volume two or volume, sorry, before volume one was even in people's hands, uh, we were already working on volume two because we That's realized, awesome. like, that instead of making people wait a year and do all the, the 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 things that I just described and have to wait for that, and and you know, and again. You know, now we know people like us, you know, I mean, the, the we have a Facebook group, got about 500 people. So that means there's 500 sales right there, whether they buy them or back it. Uh, so we're hoping, but we didn't have that in for volume one. Right. So we just spent the whole last year uh, I, I uh, from 2021 till now, basically getting the book to about 85 percent. So almost all the series pages are made. The interviews are done and converted. There's always a little editing. And we have a few more pages. We realize that we have some extra pages that we are going to have to figure out what to put in because we don't actually have 144 pages at the moment. But there's plenty of material to put in for that. Oh, I have no doubt about that. (laughs) (laughs) And, of of course, so volume two, as Roger said, the titles, you know, the Devil's Do era, t- 2001 to 2008, plus more. So we, we realized that the Devil's Do books weren't 144 pages. Like with the Marvel era stuff, it was pretty easy to get to 144 pages. But with Devil's Do, it wasn't as much. So the plus more became all fun, fun publications material. Oh, So it's okay. the G.I. Joe cover books yeah. and all of the G.I. Joe collectors club magazines. Awesome. So now they technically are, are past 2008, so it goes from about the first ones were like 2009 and the last one was uh, 2017. So that's why we just put plus more.
2: Yeah. No, because that's awesome. Just, that's, that's a nice, that's a nice uh, era there for you guys to encapsulate there. I mean, I loved the fun pub ones. Uh, I got every single one of them when they came out because it was just, they, they're, I think for me, they're kind of like what I want gi joe to be for me right now like i know and we'll talk about this in a little bit but like we all know idw is losing the license and someone else is going to is getting it we just don't know who yet or whatever like part of me just wants what fun pub did if they were to do gi joe again i just want them to be like these one two story arc type issues where we're not worried about continuity we're not worried we just want a really good gi joe story like that i would love to see somebody do that if someone else wants, if someone wants to do some continuity stuff and continue the real American hero, that's fine. Um, but I, you know, people always talk about like, what could IDW have done out? You know, what didn't they do? And I was like, I would just like something like what fun pub did. So it's kind of cool that we'll be able to see those issues. Um, couple things that you touched on. I wanted to mention for our listeners. One is you mentioned the, the Facebook group that's out there. So if you really want to check out what these guys are doing, go there it is a really cool community uh it's very much like the star joe's group page it's out there so just look for after action uh report gi joe comic guide really if you type in after action report it'll probably pop up there for you right away um but they it's a really cool community like they said it's about 400 some people in it uh which is exactly what we have in the star joe's group uh, I think you guys, I think I might have like 10 more people than you. That might be about it. <laughs> Maybe not after today. Cause Maybe we got not. Six more today. <laughs> right. There you go. So, um, but no, like if, if you like a group where they, they're just enjoying stuff, which is what our group has always been about. Also, like, you know, people can talk about things they don't like. That's perfectly fine. That's allowed, whatever, whatever. But we really want to focus on the stuff that we love. And that, that's the thing I liked about the after action report group too, is like, It's full of people that just love G.I. Joe and love the comics and and stuff like that. And that's, let's face it, that's what this book was created, the reason it was created. So, um, the second thing I wanted to mention before we get into volume two, because I definitely want to touch on what you guys are doing. I have a few questions about volume two and everything. Um, is that people can still get volume one. So, uh, yeah. if you want to tell them where they, I saw the website, but I figured I'd leave it up to you guys to tell them where they, where they can get it and everything. So,
0: okay. So the website easy to order from for volume one, it's afteractionreport.net. Uh
2: that's easy enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: you could you can type the www if you want, but you know, afteractionreport.net will get you there. Yeah. So all <laughs> you right have to do is just volume one.
2: All you but, have to do is remember the name of this episode. So, yeah. <laughs> and just add a .NET at the end of it, and you're good. That <laughs> yeah, will do. Yeah. So.
1: And there is there is one item for sale, and that's volume one. Once the Kickstarter ends, we will do a pre-sale of uh, volume two until it becomes in hand. And then once volume two is in hand, we will, um, you will be able to just buy it directly. But please you uh, do the Kickstarter so we can actually fund it. Well, I was so going to say, wait
2: don't wait until it shows up on the website. Fund yeah, it. do not right.
1: wait for Ross. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah, because you have to back the Kickstarter because otherwise volume two doesn't get made. So, exactly. um, and, uh, yeah, vol- like, and I will tell you, like I said, volume one, uh, when I got it was everything and more than, than what I was expecting. Like I was expecting, s- I was expecting uh level eight and I got like a level 15. So like <laughs> we made our goal then. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and like I said, I'm not saying, and I, I mean this sincerely and our, my listeners know this. Like I don't say that just because you guys are on, because if I didn't care for it and was just trying to support you guys, I wouldn't be praising it. I would just be, Hey, let's talk about volume two and yes. <laughs> just talk about volume two. But like in all sincerity, guys, like, I'll give a perfect example of what I think this volume is. Um, at least in my eyes, this is a perfect example. It's probably total crap, but we'll find out. Uh, <laughs> but I know a lot of my listeners um, and a lot of people that fo- uh, follow GI Joe as a property as a whole have or or want to get the ultimate collector's guide for the the action figures. To me, this is that book for the comics. So if you,
0: Exactly what our goal was. Awesome.
2: Well, you accomplished it then (laughs) because yes, I know many people, including myself that pull out that ultimate guide book for the action figures. And it's such a a wealth of information and it's awesome to see everything in there and and all that. And it takes you back. This book, like I said, if you are a fan at all of the GI Joe comics, this is a must own book. Just like that book was a most must own book for the toys. So, and, and I mean that very sincerely. Um, I was extremely impressed with it. And like I said, if I didn't mean that sincerely, we just wouldn't talk about it. So. <laughs>
0: well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you. <laughs>
2: um, so let's get into volume two here. Uh, I am very excited to know that it's involving devil's do, uh, because I think for myself as, as well as many people, this, this is how we got back into G.I. Joe at a certain point. Um, I,
0: 100%. Yeah.
2: yeah. I wasn't really collecting toys at that time that the, that Devils Do started. Um I, you know, I got out of toys for a while and I trust me, I've gotten back into them, which is a dangerous thing sometimes. Um, I was collecting comics though, and there really wasn't anything out G.I. Joe wise for me. And I wasn't really looking for anything G.I. Joe, but all of a sudden I go into my comic shop one day and there's, G.I. Joe, and I'm like, what is this? Picked, yeah. it picked it up, and like I said, I I've told that I've said that many times, and I think that's been true for a lot of people. It's like all of a sudden there's G.I. Joe in comic form again, and you're just like, what is this? And to find out, obviously, then once you read it, you're like, oh, this is continuing the story. Just made it all the better. So.
0: Very much so. Yeah. And. Uh, so, yeah. Go ahead, Joe.
1: So so Roger interviewed Josh Blalock for a a really long time and it's actually we have like six pages of josh blaylock interview in the book and it's kind of divided up into a few things first of all how he got the license now i don't know he's the same age as almost most of the gi joe fans so he was 25 i believe when he got the gi joe license in
2: 2001
1: that's crazy i mean so and he. (laughs) And, he, and this is something very cool in the interviews. He knew that there was an entire generation of people out there his age that wanted G.I. Joe comics. And right. And at the time, like Star Wars came out, Phantom Menace in 1999. So that's kind of really the kickoff of the return of the 80s, you know, properties, basically. Yeah. But for comics like Josh Blaylock was just ahead of the game. You know what I mean? And like I know this is going to work for all my people that are are 25. You know what I mean? And that's the three of us sitting here and I you know I, you know like I have something around like 6000 GI Joe comic books as a completist. But I only had 155 in Special Missions and Dark Horse before before that and just like all of us like I had this big gap of time where you know, until I walked into the comic store and saw the image number three with Zartan, I was like, "All right, I'm buying it." And I walked out with number <laughs> one, two, and then the convention preview. And then I went home on eBay and went to Devil's Dude website, bought bought like the MIA, and then bought a, you know, started you know going on eBay. And then of course, eBay at that time was like the, the you know you can find anything for cheap. Yeah. And he really, really, and we we emphasize this in the book this time. He really helped bring the entire 1980s nostalgia for everything back to the world. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, the, before G.I. Joe Image number 1 came out, which, by the way, came out on September 12, 2001, right after, you know, our country had been attacked. Yeah. So, you know, nobody was thinking of these things. And we really have are, are trying to, you know, point that out, that, like, G.I. Joe, again, You know, it was a a huge new wave of, you know, information for people and fun and toys and all. And, again, it's our generation was back into the comic book shop. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, and many of us never stopped getting comics again.
2: And for me, that
1: that
2: was, if I'm remembering right, that was also, to your point exactly what you're saying, it was a new wave of all that 1980s nostalgia because that came out. Then you had Dreamwave coming out with Transformers. Then you had... Uh, I remember Image even did, uh, well, it was Devil's Do and Image and everything else did Voltron, like that came out as a comic. Like, all of a sudden we had this resurgence of, like, all these properties, and I attribute that to the success of G.I. Joe from Devil's Do no. because that caught fire. Like, it, it was around for quite a while because it was successful, so.
1: I mean, there's a direct through line when you look back in history from, like, Marvel's comics, you know, movie MCU madness that we have now. Madness is a joke because Doctor Strange. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Nice. (laughs) uh, Sorry, I had to to point out my joke. (laughs) But, uh, you know, when you look back, right, I mean, like like all the fanboys, all, you know, of of current, you know, conventions were slowing down and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden in the beginning of 2000s, right after, you know, our country was attacked, here we go! Like all of a sudden, like you know, uh, you know, maybe we needed the distraction, but or maybe it was just the world working in the way that it does sometimes. But like you know, he, he and so Josh is very like humble about it. He he seems very humble now about how much he played a part in 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 this huge renaissance of eighties nostalgia. Well, and I mean, not only
2: did we need like a uh, an escape. Escapism, but you figured GI Joe also played into the, this feeling of patriotism that we had at the time. So Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And of course, you know, it was between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Right. You know?
2: Right. <laughs>
0: so
1: Just like GI you know? <laughs> Joe was back in the '80s.
0: Right.
2: Perfect timing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: Exactly. So the timing was, and, and so that's very much kind of what what we've found as we made Volume Two all the different people that were the artists that were helping with the books and in our interviews, almost all brought that up that they were having a great time, that they were fans before, you know, they were kids and then they were in their twenties and thirties, making the, the making Josh's devil's do books. And of course, you know, Larry Hammond was part of it, but like he was the, you know, essentially, you know, like they called him uncle Larry and, and he, uh, you know, only did a little bit of it. And he wasn't like the main writer. Sure where he is now. And so, you know, so so you get all that kind of stuff and it's, it, it, it really, and this was Roger's idea to make sure that we emphasize that it's fans who become creators making the books. So basically with, uh, with what, what Josh Blaylock and, and many of the other creators that were helping make the devil's do comic book, we, they were fans first and then creators because of their age. Yeah. And so, that 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 was a very big difference, and uh, again, Roger pointed that out, and so we made that the theme of volume two.
0: Very very cool. It's sort of sort of a hidden theme, but it is definitely there. Oh yeah,
2: for, but no, <laughs> I mean it's very true. Like, and, yeah. I mean, and that's that's been true through like, uh, especially our generation, and stuff like that, through comics and stuff like that. It's like our generation grew up just in comics in general, grew up reading stuff like Jack Kirby. John Ramita Sr., things like that. And then that generation started creating the, being the ones that actually created the comics and telling those stories and everything else. So, um, I think that's part of the reason why, um, it's, it was easier for someone, uh, like Josh Blaylock to understand these characters. Um, Uh and, and it's sometimes one of the things that, like, I'll get some creators that I've talked to before where, um, they, they get it because they were fans growing up and everything else. But then I get other creators where it's just like, they weren't really into it, but they're being asked to, to, to write the characters and stuff like that. I'm like, but do you really like, you almost need to be, be able to embody the characters. And I think Josh did a really great job of that, which is these characters really did breathe again. Um, yeah. and it was a whole new era yeah. for us. So.
0: Yeah. It was the right, right time for it.
2: Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Bottom line, that's what it was. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Now, a couple things I wanted to ask because, uh, with the Devil's Do era, we're, and this, this has a little bit more to do with uh, the layout and everything else that we're looking at with the new book. Uh, we're dealing with a couple kind of new, new things that we didn't have to deal with with the Marvel era. Uh, Very- which <laughs> is, uh, multiple covers <laughs> and yeah. multiple titles. Now, I know Technically, yes, Marvel did have you know special missions and and stuff like that, but Devils Do kind of took it to a new level of of additional titles.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I've never counted the number, but it's like ten Marvel titles versus thirty Devils Do titles, something something in that ballpark. Yeah, Uh, I I should sit down and actually count how many titles there are in each series. Yeah, (laughs) to
2: do that. So, so how Uh, how. Did that pose some big challenges for you, for you guys, or did it, did it just kind of work with what you, because you knew what you were going to already be dealing with ahead of time?
0: Kind, kind of both. Okay. Um, the main thing is that with Marvel, uh, since, since the variations were only on the spine, you know, from the barcode up to the up to the bullet up at the top, right. uh, Basically, it's just the price is different, the the little box underneath it's different, and the barcode is different. So that's all in one row. So we could illustrate that with just the edge. Right. So that's that since everything had both a direct market and a newsstand and possibly others, that meant every issue got two cells no matter what.
2: Right. You know, it just
0: automatically got two cells with devil's do that. I mean, doesn't always follow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some only have one issue and that's it. And there's just a direct market. Uh, some have multiple variants, some have multiple exclusives and retailer incentives and craziness. Uh, I think with I think with Devil's Do the highest number was like six for one book. Does that sound right to you, Josh? Six or seven?
1: Yeah. I think it was one of the Transformers it was yeah. one of the Transformers did eight, yes. I think, but uh I know it in was the main book. book.
2: Yeah. the max. They're just they're just building you up. To to, they're that. just ramping you guys up for the the modern stuff where it's yeah, <laughs> where it's gonna be like ten covers and
0: <laughs> that's that's uh, it. yeah <laughs> yeah there's there's that's volume four covers down. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll talk about we'll talk about the future in a little while but uh, but yeah we'll 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 go back to to this with yep. the layouts that you guys were dealing with so
0: anyway what what this resulted in is in the marvel book there was always the first cell with the factual information that was going to be on every book yeah and then a second cell where we had more flexibility where we could put more fun files and and other bits of information or if we needed that space we could just overflow it from the first one
2: mm-hmm.
0: where mm-hmm. is in devil's due we either have that option or we have it to an excess <laughs> Gotcha. A, a lot of issues only have that one cell, so we could only fit in the factual information. So the the fun file kind of stuff had to have a kind of its own space now. Gotcha. So I'd say about every fifth issue, on average, we have to have something else in there to kind of cover what was being covered in that second cell for Marvel. Gotcha. Whereas with the Marvel stuff, it was we had to make it up almost. You get to issues that you get like a 20 issue run where really not a lot's happening. Yeah. You know, it's just mm-hmm. business as usual G.I. Joe fights Cobra. That's yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it wasn't anything super interesting to put in those spaces. Um, so there's a whole section where we put like artist information and, That's and awesome. publication information just because there wasn't a whole lot to put in there. And now with mm-hmm. Devil's Due... We can't put that in there as easily, right? So we right. have to focus more on certain things and make it more of a feature for that thing. Gotcha. Like a character's first appearance or you know a major storyline uh, plot point in there. Uh, so it's all in there. It's just in there in kind of a different rhythm. Gotcha. That sense. Makes sense. Well, and, and you kind of had to. To your point,
2: like there there really wasn't a choice. So it's like okay. Uh, and I like the fact that you approached it as not necessarily like, okay, here's a problem, but it's more so like, okay, how do we solve the problem? It's, it's, yeah. you know, we still want this stuff in there. We don't want to take it out because yeah. then we're taking away from what we've established already, but it's just a matter of like, okay, where can we put this stuff and what can we yeah. do with it? So,
0: yeah. And that's, that's the way I approach design in general. Uh, design is problem solving. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have a white who's a graphic designer, so I'm well aware of that. <laughs> yeah, so how, how do you fit it in, whether it's supposed to go there or not? Yes. You know, you need this information. Yeah. Where's it going to go?
2: <laughs> she 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 works with scientists who have, like, presentations, and they'll send her six slides, and like, can you condense this down to two? She's like, yeah. that's not really how information works. She that's goes, if you want me to take two yeah. slides and make it into six, that can work out a lot easier. <laughs> <Ooh>,
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like i said that's the lesson we learned with the interviews you know what i mean like yeah. how do you get all these into the that yeah yeah you yeah. know so and that, that's actually another thing with volume two is we actually designed in more interview spaces and more article spaces uh and then more you know to allow for that whereas with the volume one we kind of had it all figured out pretty quickly. And then all of a sudden we're like, shit, we're out of space. <laughs> you know what I mean? We we're going yeah. to have like, a what we yes. do, you know? And then, uh, and, and so we, we didn't really run into that so much with volume two. And like I said, the book's pretty much 85% done. So we know the format. We know we have like about six extra pages that we have to figure out what to put in there, but everything else is pretty much all built. But so that, mm-hmm. that bleeds into Like when the Kickstarter ends we're hoping to be able to, you know, when the funds come in from your Kickstarter within maybe a week or two, we'll do all the final touches, edit, and we'll hit, hit send it to the printer. Um, and, you know, then, you know, if that if the, if the Kickstarter ends the beginning of July, maybe by the beginning of August, again, you know, we'll hit the, the button that goes to the printer, and then they'll print it, and there'll be no problems. And then we'll get on a boat, and there'll be no problems.
2: <laughs> uh, A lot, uh, lot of uh, crossing uh, fingers. Uh, I, I know what you're. I know you know. Every, yeah, everything's crossed. Yeah, yeah. yeah so
1: we're hoping, so by September, October, assuming all works well, that it's in hand compared to the whole year, everybody had to wait for more. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. we're um we're very much that that's why we waited so much longer to do Kickstarter number two, so that the book was ready. Sure. It doesn't have to take that long. Yep. And you know, hopefully, it's in your hand by October. Totally get that. Uh, so if you back it, you know, in May or June, you get it just a few months later. And hey, if you didn't get if you know, I can't. I was
2: going to say, if you didn't get volume one, that's then right. you can get volume one now and you're not going to have to wait too long to get volume two. So that's right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it is one of the, the, uh, the rewards. You can get volume one and volume two in the Kickstarter rewards or you just go to the website and buy number one. And, and I would say to help matter. you guys
2: get to your goal, get it through the Kickstarter.
1: Because <laughs> yeah, I know that yeah, helps. If you're going to get it right
0: now, you might as well get it through the Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Exactly. So in this way, you get both of them together, and, and you're good to go. Um, so uh, one thing I'm, I'm curious about, too, because you guys you mentioned the interviews and everything else. Did that prove to be, Since since with the Marvel stuff, obviously, you have, unfortunately, creators that pass on, and, and you just never have the opportunity to talk with them and everything else. Did you yeah. find with it being more recent comics, relatively more recent comics, that it was easier to have some of those interviews that you wanted to have? Or did it still, did you still have some of those problems where it was just like, yeah, that creator's really not available or we don't know how to reach yeah. them or.
0: It, it's funny. They both kind of start out the same way. Regardless, you, you, you have kind of a wish list that you want to get, get in there and you start contacting people and, regardless of any other factors, there's always seems to be this reluctance at first,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and, and once you get that first one in for the book, then the rest just start falling into place.
2: Yeah. That's,
0: that's the way both of them kind of ended up. Uh, like for this one, yeah, Sam Wells was already on board to do, uh, Sam Wells is the, the publisher of devil's do, um, assistant publisher, publisher, I think a little both. Sure. Probably. <laughs> um he uh, did our uh, introduction and he was more than willing to do it i've been friends with him a long time so that that worked out well but after the first couple of weeks of me trying to get interviews i wasn't really connecting with people even though i've talked to a lot of them in the past yeah. you know I, I had some relationship with them and we already had one book under our belt but uh, it wasn't until sam offered to step in and he contacted like five guys and out of those five guys like four of them immediately said sure i'll do it nice <laughs>
2: so awesome.
0: it was just boom 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 there was only one that i wanted to get in there that we just haven't been able to contact at all gotcha so uh, i know he's not dead he's
2: just <laughs> it's just, just difficult <laughs> to get in touch, to. <laughs> touch with yeah well when you guys get to the modern stuff i i i have a few people that i am close friends with that i Good. can always hook you up with but uh Uh, what's on the, what's on Joe mind guys will always joke around that, that I, anytime I have a, uh, GI Joe creator on here that I just make him a co-host, which is (laughs) there's some truth to that. So, um, (laughs) but no, I'm, I'm very good friends with, uh, Robert Atkins, uh, who did do some of the devil's do stuff. He did the snake eyes classified, uh, stuff there, but he's, he's definitely known for his later stuff. Uh, a yeah, lot more. We're definitely
0: trying to get him for the next well, Yeah, more. Less,
2: I, yeah. And, right. uh, yeah. I, in fact, I just texted him today. So <laughs> we were talking video games. So, uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And okay. Shan, Shannon and Brian Shear Shannon Gallant and Brian Shear are both good friends they're all
1: too. Unlifted. Oh, yeah.
2: Like I said, just, just when you're ready to go there, just, you know, if, yep. if you have I'm I mean, they're all open at Talking, anyways, but yeah, if you need someone to make an introduction, I'm, I'd be happy to do that. So,
1: <laughs> so, so, you know, all of those guys, the other one, Brian Shear and on. I mean, we, we got to do big interviews with them because they did massive runs yeah. on, on, on Pro that we got to, you know, give them m- multiple pages and, and can't cram that, their 10 pounds of words into oh, <laughs> two yeah. pages. Yeah, but no, they, and they're both,
2: to... those are both Man. awesome guys, too. So,
1: yeah. Oh. We're going to plan for, for more space for interviews for those guys because they got a long histories. I mean, just thinking about like, you know, so yeah. for Galant and, and, uh, um, Shearer for volume three, like having them in there talking about like the death of Snake Eyes and yeah. all these other, you know, Don Marino characters. I mean, like that, like, you know, that stuff's like multiple stories on its own of how and when it, you know, it airs, which like Devil's Do doesn't really have a huge story point. <coughs> Lady J's death right yeah her death was like a big deal and that there's not a huge a lot of story points but hama has in the idw era has really thrown out a few big things that are like oh yeah, yeah I for sure for <laughs> i'm sure. talking about this kind of like issue number 21 oh i like can one i think we put like six pages of stuff in there about that one and it keeps keeps coming up all the time about number 21 all over the place all over social media so that's very much for Volume Three, kind of you know
2: what we're hoping. Well, so it's it's, it's, it's nice of IDW to uh, not get have the license anymore after this year, so that they can like give you guys an ending point for. Yeah, that was so nice of them to think of you guys by doing it that. It
0: really was nice to to do that. <laughs> and honestly, to, to address that specific point, yeah, uh, one of the reasons it took so long to get to Volume One, yeah. was I came up with the idea around nineteen ninety eight, yeah. And then Devil's Due came out before I got to it, and it got longer, and then it kept going. And then Master Collector started putting stuff out under Fun Publications. Then IDW got it, and it just kept growing and growing. And I'd always envisioned it as a single-volume book, but it just kept getting thicker and
2: thicker. It's it's like, nope, this has got to be multiple volumes. And and I actually like the fact that it's multiple volumes, because then you do have your different eras and everything else. So it works out really well.
1: Yeah, we can have different focuses. And, and when, when we first were talking in 2020, before we even did the Kickstarter, this is the stuff that Roger and I talked about. We're like, well, what you know? how do you break it up into the, uh, volumes? And it was very clear on the errors, but at the time in 2020, IDW had no ending. Now yeah. it's ending on issue 300, so it's perfect.
2: Yeah, Which,
1: absolutely in the fall probably in november or december we'll be running a kickstarter for the for volume three so uh that that's some new news there there you Uh, go because we want to be on the tail end of that and that yeah and and then also too so um, uh regarding volume three so i i got my uber lyft driver in moab and in february my my car broke and it took like Two or three weeks to get the uh, car fixed. Like, it it had a lot of engine problems and things like this. So, instead of starting volume three in the fall, which we were planning, I went crazy because I was unemployed and I I got done volume three from number 155 to number 250, pretty much 100% complete. I mean, there was always editing. So, we already have, you know, 155 to 250 done of volume three. Wow. Mostly because I had three weeks of nothing. So I, I I just plowed through those. Roger was like, "Here's the design. Here's the design." You know what? Again, as we were talking <laughs> about crazy covers, I'm like, "What do you think about this? What should I do with this one?" And yeah. then we're, you know, then we we would we, would get creative. So volume three is. Looking pretty good already. Like nice. we're ahead of the game, or ah, and, and you know, again, just sometimes life works that way. <laughs> now, but, uh,
2: now I have a question uh, and, for you, you know, guys. We, for when it comes to certain certain okay. comics, I'm I'm curious where they might fit or might not fit or anything like that. So number one, right. I don't know if this will if this fits into the volume that's about to come out or if it's something planned for the future. Do you guys have a section for the uh, action figure comics that came out like yes. the two packs and so like that. Is that in this volume or is that in a future volume?
0: That is in this volume. All of those came out during the Devil's day right. era.
2: That's why I so, thought maybe it might be in this volume. Yeah, so, yeah, it made
0: more sense to put it here than anywhere else. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. And, um, and to, to to build that out, we we didn't necessarily have the figures, sure. but. You know, James Kavanaugh did figure books, so right. we we're friends with him, so yeah. we reached out to him, and he's providing us with pictures of all the figures. That's awesome. From, they hopefully the pictures he didn't use for his books, sure. but ultimately the same pictures. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's awesome. So that's another thing that – and I loved those comics, too. Those were done very, very well. Um, and uh, and unfortunately, and I think this will be something that helps uh, with – give even more credence to your book not that it needed anything more but um a lot of those comics didn't have credits pages they didn't so yeah. you didn't know who worked on them and stuff like that and um hopefully your your book's gonna kind of shed some light makes it a little yeah. bit easier to find out who who did the actual work on them so
0: yeah in some cases that information is just gone gone yeah,
2: yeah. and i totally get that
0: yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, we we did what we could but yeah. No. And we'll still do more research between now and when it's published, but, yep. uh, Yeah, no, I <laughs> totally get what we that. We can find is what we can find.
2: Absolutely. No, for sure. So. Well, and the thing is that, too, is like the ones that you could find, it, uh, now keeps them all for all posterity. Like that now, yeah. now that, now that information at least can't be lost at some point. So, um, and then, uh, I know we talked about volume three, picking up where fast. IDW, uh, has a real American hero and everything else. So will that will be likely Volume 3, and then will there be, like, a Volume 4 where it's the IDW continuity, or what are the plans?
0: Currently, currently, 4 and 5. 4 will be international comics in Europe. Okay. 5 will be international comics in the rest of the world. Okay. Now, depending on how those fill out... Sure. Um, those may be combined into one volume. Gotcha. It might be like more of a 200 page volume. Uh, we we don't quite know yet. Sure. Um, we both kind of have a good idea of what's out there, but, um, we've reached out to what, what is it? Six other collectors from other countries that all collect GI Joe in their own country. Mm -hmm. And they, uh, basically we divided up the, those sections into. Okay, you're from Denmark, you do the Denmark books. You're from, you know, Italy, you do the Italy yeah. books, that kind of stuff. Gotcha. Uh, wherever they happen to be from. So, hopefully we'll uh, get more direct information from the country as opposed to simply what we can find here. Oh yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. So, great. So, yes,
1: yeah, so, so the, this was the thing that when we when we first started out, we were like we have no idea how much people are interested in this book in general. So Marvel was a pretty slam dunk thing. Yeah. Right. Devil's do is now 21 years old. So we're like, okay, that's pretty safe. You know? And then of course now volume three, we're calling Larry Hamas IDW real American hero, 2010 to uh, 2022. You know I mean? Of course, yeah. we have to have a long title. But uh, so, so that's <laughs> it. And, and then for we know for for uh, IDW the IDW volume, we're also gonna throw in Tom Scully's Transformers versus GI Joe in there okay. because we're, we're the theme through all all three books is the crossover between the two franchises. Um, because they've had crossover series in each one. Yeah. So we're throwing that one in there, even though it's not you know whatever, because we want to continue the crossover for Transformers. In G.I. Joe. Um, so that's going to be in there. But beyond that, we don't really know what's in there in volume three. But I know that 155 to 250 is 80 pages. Yeah. Um, uh, that's what we, and so that you had two, we had another 50 issues with 300, probably having 300 covers or something like right. that. <laughs> uh, so that'll be like another 10 pages of just number 300. So uh, other than that, we don't really know what's going in volume three. But uh, like, I can't even imagine what you went I can't book.
2: even imagine what you went through with uh, issue 200. I know there was a ton of covers
1: there. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Roger came up with some cool designs That's that are cool. de- it, it, it 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 looks like After Action Report, but it's totally different in terms of the design because cool. it's just like, you know, you know, too many covers. Yeah. But uh, um so like we don't know regarding the IDW continuity, which is like the crossover Transformers, the Hasbro universe, the first few issues of when IDW or first, excuse me, first few series that IDW started before they started Larry Hammers. Cause like they started those issues in 2008 and then Hammers started in 2010. Right. (laughs) So we don't know if people really want those books. So, you know, we'll have to figure that out. But personally, Roger and I, we really want to do the international books and, you know, if we, you know we'll, we'll, hopefully we'll be able to kickstart those and successfully do those but like i mean there are some just awesome looking comics i mean just like stuff that nobody's seen well, i got a whole bunch in my collection that are like un no, nobody's seen them
2: yeah and that and that's the thing that has me excited about you guys doing the international books eventually is that um it's stuff that we don't see over here and I think yeah. that will get people excited to kind of see, like, not only are you guys providing really cool information about it, but also I'm going to be able to see stuff that I never got to see before.
0: Yeah. So. And the way I look at guidebooks in general is even if you don't collect that thing, yeah. that book is now like an encapsulated oh, uh, yeah. collection. So you don't necessarily have to collect it to enjoy that book. Right. Um, so for Marvel, most of our customers probably collected Marvel. Yeah. They probably have a good chunk, if if not all of those books. Uh I uh, Devil's Do is probably Similar, close to that close category. To it, yeah. Yeah, maybe not as inclusive, but pretty close. But with the international stuff, yes, there's gonna be people be people that have some of those books, but most people are not gonna have anywhere near all of them. Yeah. So this is gonna be even though it's the same format, it's gonna be more of a coffee table vibe. Because yeah. it's not as much of a collector book for that reason.
2: Yeah, it's a di- it's a different to your point. It's a different type of collector's book. It's now the book that someone wants because they don't have those things, and now this is a way for them to have those things. So, exactly.
0: Yeah. So so even though it does function as a guidebook, it will now function more as a coffee table book. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And, and there's something like 25 countries that GI Joe in the and and honestly, I just bought a book from an IDW that published the Agents of Cobra book that's in Turkish. Like So they're still yeah. coming out in other languages. And uh, I literally got it the other day and I was like, holy shit. I was like, this just changes the book a whole lot. It's <laughs> <laughs> new stuff. I mean, new stuff. But a, yeah. ultimately, there's 25 countries in about 16 different languages for yep. those two volumes, which is why we've broken it up into to, to, two, two volumes or one big book. It's hard to know right now. But, um, it, I mean, it's pretty exciting and it's, it's going to be hard. And it might, you know, it might be one of those things you kickstart and like a year and a half later, we get it. Cause I mean, it's, you know, try, to try, if we try to do what we can do for volumes one, two and three for those, you know, in terms of information, you know, it's going to be pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Well, and, and what I hope for you guys, um, is that as you do each volume, you start picking up more and more people along the way. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's, that's the hope. Uh, really, and then when you do get to those volumes, people are like, "Yeah, I love these books, and now I'm gonna be able to see something that I never got to see before in these books." So, um, yeah. so yeah, I, I wish you guys nothing but success. Uh, you, you already know I'm gonna be supporting it, so uh, that's all you need. No, just kidding. Uh,
0: so, <laughs> no, my so you wanted to put oh, it up for seven thousand dollars?
2: <laughs> <laughs> if I could do that, I'd be making my own comic on my own. <laughs> I had to do my own crowdfunding. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, like you said, the, I, I don't stress it enough. People need to own this book. Um, if you didn't get volume one, I would say wait till the Kickstarter and actually as of this recording, as of us recording, we, uh, it has not launched. However, as of this episode coming out, which means if you are listening right now, the Kickstarter is now live and you need to go there i will have a link for it in the description of the show i will have it posted on the star joe's fan page and uh group page so you'll have no excuse and actually roger i'm sure will probably have it posted before i even have it posted because he's been doing an awesome job of of, of posting stuff in the group page for star joe's but i also make sure it gets onto the fan page so people can see it there um because uh, as much as you guys can post on the fan page the thousands of people that are on there don't see it unless, unless an admin's posting it. So, but in the group page, they definitely see it. So, uh, so please feel free to post it there. Uh, like I said, you'll probably get it up there before I get a chance to. So, um, but, uh, but yes, yeah, so, so if you're listening to this, I, like again, I cannot stress it enough. If you want to contact me privately and be like, Hey, Ryan, really though, is this book good? Contact me privately. I will, I will tell you all the ins and outs of the book. I will send you photos of interior pages. If you need to see that, like I'm telling you, this book is worth owning. If you are a GI Joe comic fan, uh, I cannot stress that enough. So go to the Kickstarter back. These guys support them. Um, the other thing I wanted to mention is if you're listening to this episode, uh, as soon as it came out and you happen to be down at MegaCon this weekend, these guys are going to be there. So, uh, if you, I don't know if you guys have details about where you're going to be or anything like that. You want to give that out?
0: Yeah, we are in Artist Alley, which at MegaCon this is uh, Orlando. So, in case you don't know where MegaCon is. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, that would be the 19th to the what? 23rd? 20. It's four days. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 19th. So, May 19th. And uh, we day. are in Artist yeah. Alley. Yeah. So I'll say that again. Uh, it's uh, MegaCon in Orlando, Florida. Um, the 19th through the 22nd this weekend. Um, we are in artist alley, which is pretty massive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they have a very large section for artist alley. We are artist alley booth AA 376. Okay. AA 376. And, uh, after you buy your tickets, you got a choice between a right hand door and a left hand door. If you go through the right hand door, we are almost straight back. Okay. So. You have to wiggle around some booths, but it's pretty much straight back. And then once you get into the Artist Alley section, we're like four or five booths in. Cool. So easy enough to find. Yeah. And we will have very large banners behind us and hopefully in front of us, depending on how I can set up the booth. Yeah. So you shouldn't miss this. It'll be the booth that looks like a G.I. Joe guy. I was going to say,
2: look <laughs> for someone that says G.I. Joe and you're, pretty, you're there.
0: So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, and and, and we'll have some of those unique... International comics to promote Volume Four, even though it's a long way away. But we're just to kind of show off what what Roger and I have in our collections. Yeah.
2: And people can buy Volume One there at MegaCon,
0: correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Any convention we're promoting at, we'll always have Volume One until we run out.
2: Yeah. So, so like I said, if you didn't get Volume One and you're not going to be at MegaCon, then then wait till the Kickstarter, or actually right now because you're hearing it now, it's live right now. So get Volume 1 with Volume 2 in the Kickstarter because that will help these guys get to their goal. Um, if you're at MegaCon, go visit these guys. Pick up Volume 1. Uh, speaking as someone who's been at a convention, having someone come to your table and interested in what you're doing and buying stuff from you means the world. And Obviously, you can tell these guys are very knowledgeable. They're very friendly. They'll be happy to talk to you about G.I. Joe all day long. So... Um, <laughs> I'm sure it's a topic that they're they're happy to discuss. Um, more or less,
1: <laughs> we we do it between the two of us all day long, anyway. So why not?
2: <laughs> Just add more people know. to it, right? Exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah. So please, please check them out. Uh, please support this Kickstarter. I want this book made. I know they want this book made. I want to, and again, do it early, and do it often, but do mostly do it <laughs> early, um, because. Way of voting. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, because if, as I've mentioned many times when it comes to crowdfunding and Kickstarters, there's a lot of stress that goes on while the campaign's going. On. There's a lot of stress before the campaign. There's a lot of stress after the campaign, but there is 10 times the stress while the campaign's going out, wondering if you're going to hit your goal. So, yeah. uh, and you're doing everything you can to promote it and everything else. So show these guys some love. You're listening to this podcast because Mostly because you love these properties. I'm sure it's not because of my dulcet tones or anything like that. Um, might be one or two out there that listen for that reason, but, um, but it's because you love these properties. And like I said, and we are very comic focused on this show. So, uh, G.I. Joe Comics has been a big part of the show. So you guys need this book if you like G.I. Joe Comics. Like I cannot, I know I've said it like a thousand times in this episode, but I truly mean it and cannot stress that enough. So. Um,
1: and as a reminder, the book is already about 85% done.
2: Right. So, so you're going to get it you quick. Don't have to wait too yeah. You're going to get it. You're going <laughs> to get very quick, uh, for this one. So, um, but, and I know I, and I know I have some friends that didn't get the first volume, even though I stressed that they should. So, uh, Jared. I know <laughs> I tried to let them know. And, uh, so they need to get it this time because, and I know they're big GI Joe comic fans. So it's like, this is something they need in their collections. So, and like I said, I, I I'm glad that you confirmed that my analogy to the ultimate collector's uh, guide was was a good one. That that's what you were going for because it really is a companion that could go right next to that on the shelf. Um, is ha- have the collector's guide there for the action figures? Have this book right next to it for the comics.
0: Yeah, and and to emphasize that um, when we first started this, I didn't have it based on anything. Particular, other than like the action figure guides, you know, there's yes. plenty of them out there to choose from. So I just wanted it to be a companion to that. But as we were working along, and we were getting advice from people like James Cavanaugh, who did his own book, right? Uh, his is uh, rank and file. That's that title is a military term for essentially the personnel,
2: right?
0: Which is the figures, and that made me think about military terms, which eventually I came up with the after action report, which is a report of the missions. Right. And what's the missions for comics, for, for G.I. Joe? It's the comics.
2: It's the comics, yeah. So, in
0: you know, many ways, it's a direct uh, companion piece to his book series.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So. And his his book's fantastic as well. So, um, yeah. So, uh, the other thing I wanted to mention, because I think you guys just posted recently, is uh, if, if there wasn't enough to entice you with this, is that Josh Blaylock's doing the cover, right? That he is. So... Yep. If you like his artwork from Devil's Do, then yeah. this is the this you gotta get this just if just for the cover alone it's worth it. So, so,
1: so yep. but what's really unique about it is that it's the first G. I. Joe Devil's Do created cover since two thousand eight. They haven't awesome. created any cover or anything since then. And it, Blaylock did the sketch and then Devil's Do artists have done the coloring and other things. Sure. Right? But like it's it's literally, you know, what, 2008 till now, you know, that n- n- that's never been done. So, right, yeah. And, you know, he written for G.I. Joe. He Blaylock himself hasn't really done much except for be at conventions doing sketches and stuff. So this was ve- – we were very happy when he said, I'll do it. And we are yep. like, yeah.
2: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: So and, th- and that's
0: and really another- unique with our cover. Yeah. I have another exclusive for you here, too. Okay. Josh doesn't even know this. You ready, Josh? Yeah. <laughs> As of today,
1: yeah, no. you Josh. playlock. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> As of today, Tim Seely's doing our back cover. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. That's yeah, that's, that's a good great. that's a good get too.
1: Yeah. So, so we do kind of have a theme for our back cover. The first, the front cover, we just let like Rod do whatever he wants, Josh do kind of whatever he wants, but the back covers, the three characters in the back with. One female in the middle. So the first one is Scarlet in the middle, Snake Eyes and Stalker. This yeah. one is, um, uh, with uh, Lady J and Flint and maybe a Tombstone or maybe Roadblock. We haven't quite figured out the third person for her. And then for the, uh, IDW volumes, it'll be Baroness in the middle with, oh no, sorry, uh, yeah, That's Baroness weird. in the middle yeah. with Destro and Cobra Commander. That's awesome. On, on either side. We'll see. Uh, the backs. Flint, Flint, and Lady J are my
2: two top favorite Joe characters. So now I like Volume Two even that much more. So there you go. <laughs> See, We planned
0: it just to entice you further.
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, Tim Seely, that's a fantastic get uh, for yeah. you guys. So that that's going to look fan- amazing. So um, anything else you guys wanted to mention before we call it a call it an episode?
1: Come and buy the book. No, thanks. Just... Thanks for. Uh for uh having us on again appreciate it and uh good luck with stealth hammer you Thank know you. i mean obviously you're in the same set, same thing as us is making the second one and trying to get it done so good luck with that
2: i appreciate it very much yeah it's hopefully uh it, yeah. it's been a, need
1: to do a gi joe, G.I. joe
0: so we well. can put it in a future volume there you go there you go <laughs> um Just put some red white and blue stripes on there i'll work right, it in right well <laughs>
2: Well, I do put a lot of ref, I do put a lot of little, uh, pop culture references in, in there here and there. So, I'm, I'm, I've had many people say to me, like, do you have a G.I. Joe one in there yet? And I was like, not yet, but trust me, it's gonna happen at some point. So, <laughs> well, probably, probably the easiest one will be something with knowing is half the battle, but, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see if I can right. get a little bit more creative than that, though. Yeah,
0: let's hope.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got, I got a deep, uh, deep history, so I'm sure I could find something more creative than that, so. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, it's, uh, Roger reached out to me and was just like, Hey, we're going to be doing this. Uh, you know, would, would you have any interest in, uh, having us on to talk about it? And now that, that was a no brainer for me. It was just like, yeah, of course. I, I, I was very excited with the first volume. So I'm looking forward to the second one. And, uh, the more we can get the word out there for you guys, the, the better. So, um, so again, uh, you're listening to this episode. Kickstarter is already live go back it uh, if you're gonna be at megacon go see hi to these guys uh, you will find that they are every bit of the GI Joe fans that they appear to be on the episode so um, but with that uh, thank you very much for coming on the episode uh, and for letting me know uh, about volume 2 coming out I, I, I saw the posts and everything else but uh, yeah. was was very excited for you guys thanks for a couple of the exclusive news things. I mean, I know by the time this episode comes out, it'll be known to others, but that's fine. Um.
0: (laughs) Well, but by the time this actually airs, probably not really anybody will know those two things, Um, but the full cover won't be really revealed for another two, two or three weeks. Gotcha. Gotcha. Very cool. Say anything about Tim for a while.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Keep that in your hip pocket. Be like, Hey, big announcement. We're another reason to support the, the book. So, um, but, uh, yeah, really appreciate you guys coming on. Uh, again, I think people need to have this book, and I think people can tell your guys' passion for for doing it, which sometimes is all someone needs to hear to realize, like, they're going to get a good quality thing yeah. out of this. So uh, with that, we'll go ahead and close the episode. Uh, I, you guys found this episode. You guys know how to get in touch with Star Joes and everything else. I'm not going to do the typical closing. So uh, just, again, the only thing I'd say is go support this. Uh, you know how to reach me if you have any questions about it at all. Go check them out on Facebook, and uh, you'll find out even more there. So with that, we'll close the episode by saying the Force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone.
1: Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, everybody. <laughs>